You're listening to episode 320 of the Major Issues Podcast, and on this episode, we tackle 8 Billion Genies, the 8-issue epic from Charles Soule with art by Ryan Brown. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now! Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, and that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you each and every week by comicbookclick.com, and as always, I am never alone, sir, if you could please introduce yourself. It is I, Alex, aka B. Roke, but I still got my wish. It's important to hold on to your wish. I wished... Could you imagine 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I'm, I, you thought I would have, or did you think we would have this community, this group, this ability to talk about the latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. Like, it's so cool that we're able to have that and not have to waste an actual genie's wish uh, to get so. Um, but if Alex is on the show, you know we're here to talk about some primo content, possibly something uh, underneath or, or under some of you guys' radar. And that's exactly what we're here to talk about. This is a book that you have recommended some time ago. It's on everyone's list for some of the best uh, comics to come out last year. And I think it's a book that's going to not only grow with popularity. Like this is, this is the Babe Ruth rookie card right here in my opinion i think this is going to be a show i think this is going to be a film i can see this being everything under the sun um but before it becomes any of that uh we are here to talk about it in its original form eight billion genies so be rogue how did you stumble upon such a book because we talk about this constantly me and you this idea that when people think of comics they think of what uh comic book readers affectionately call cape shit <laughs> Which is the heroes that we know, the Superman, the Batman, uh, et cetera, and so forth. And while all those stories are great, um, some independent uh, or creator-owned stories have been coming out that have been equally as great, if not even better, because of their ability to end. My thing is, when I want to get back into comics or a particular character, it's easy for me because I'm familiar with Batman. So if I'm step off for Batman for two years, there's still an entry point because I know who Batman is. With books like this, are you judging by the cover? Are you judging by the uh, the uh, creative team? Are you judging by the premise? How do you end up with eight billion genies in your lap and how do you continue or choose to continue the story? For me, when I'm looking for obscure content, I'm definitely following certain creators. And a guy like uh, Charles Sewell, he this guy has just been at at that level for like a good decade now yeah. you know he's done quite a bit of marvel work he had a great run on daredevil a couple of years ago we covered his darth he, vader on, on the major issues podcast he had a great run on darth vader yeah <laughs> i i absolutely love that run that he had on darth vader and he's also also done a lot of other critically acclaimed things like letter 44 i even enjoyed he did the death of wolverine which, right, I, right. which I enjoyed. Uh, he's and he's done quite a quite a bit of other things that I that came, uh, undiscovered country, which he's doing right now with Scott Snyder. That's a lot of fun. And so when this book was announced, 
right on the heels of a book I still haven't read of his Cursed Words, which he did mm-hmm. with the same exact artist, Ryan Brown. And that book. I thought got- that was similar because those those ads are in the end of each issue of this story. And I'm like, that looks equally as interesting because it looks like the story that I'm reading now. <laughs> yeah. And I that 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 story got a lot of attention, but I I like I kind of gave it the attention too late, and then I I just never uh, followed through with it. But mm-hmm. when that was kind of ending or in the middle of its run, they started they announced eight billion genies. So I was like, okay, the same team behind this critically acclaimed book is not coming out with this eight billion genies. What what is this about? And then I read the premise, and I was like, wait a minute, that that is wild. This idea that one day everybody on the planet wakes up. And now has a genie that will give them one wish. And it's, you, you know, you kind of hear it real quick and you maybe you think, ah, oh, that sounds stupid. But then you have to start thinking, like, how wild is that? What what will people do with this ability if you could now suddenly have that one thing you've always wanted in this in this wish? Yeah. And I had to, I said, I what does it hurt to pick up a first issue just to get a taste? And I picked up that first issue and even before the first issue came out, it was getting lots of buzz. And I think it was like, kind of like you already mentioned, it's already, it's been optioned for a TV series. It, oh, wow. No traction has gone with that. I mean, lots of things get optioned for, for series or movies and nothing ever happens. So this is, this could be one of those where it's like, oh yeah, it gets optioned, but nothing happens. But it doesn't happen for everything. So when that does happen, it at least makes you go, I should probably pay some attention to this because if it's that good that they're already talking about movies and TV shows before it's even hit the stands, what's the deal with this? And you read that first issue and I don't know many people who didn't read that first issue when, and didn't go, oh, I got to finish this. It's, it's a great series. A hundred percent. And what I love about it is like you said, it's, it's a simple premise. Like you could probably write it down in one or two sentences, but the density <laughs> and, and, and the complexity of the premise um, just sent you down a rabbit hole of weird logic and stuff. And what I also love is that uh, they choose to answer what they want to answer and the things that they don't want to answer, they just don't. And it doesn't matter because it's the universe, you know, as, as, as shown in this book. So I like that that they got to be creative. There's a there's a lot of fun in here. There's a lot of emotion in here. There's a lot of pathos where you ask yourself what you would do in a certain situation. You know, um, the idea of having a wish and and what that means and why you would want one. You know, ultimately to be excited to uh, make a wish or be able to have a wish is to admit that you don't have something you want, right? And that's a big, you know, that, that in general is a huge, um, revelation that some of these characters find out and, uh, we get to kind of see all that kind of stuff unfold. But yeah, the idea of 8 billion genies falling out of the sky, I love, just love exploring the possibilities of all the crazy things that people can uh, dream up. We see vampires in this. I think we see some transformers at one point. There's definitely a, a weird Mario parody. Um, and I bet you in there somewhere is a George that has a hundred percent energy and focus all the time well as a matter of fact there's a george right here that has 100 percent of his focus and it's thanks to a little project called magic mind you see i don't need a genie to have the cognitive clarity that i now have since i've been taking magic mind as i've said 
many times to cover everything that we cover here um well take some take some energy and i used to be a huge coffee drinker uh dates back to my days in the army and they didn't always have milk with that stuff so you would end up tasting uh some of that black sludge to get all of the energy to keep myself focused and stay on task only thing was well not the only thing headaches jitteriness you have to add a lot of sugar to make that stuff taste good none of that stuff is good for you and I started to think that I kind of had to deal with those side effects because how else am I going to get this energy? How almost am I going to stay focused? How am I going to complete all the tasks uh, that I needed? And I realized that ever since well, ever since trying Magic Mind, I've seen the benefits of cutting down on my coffee intake. Now, instead of resorting to multiple cups of coffee to stay energized, I just take a small shot each morning alongside one small cup and I'm ready for the rest of the day. Thanks to the mood-boosting adaptogens, I feel significantly better in the mornings and their relaxing effects contribute to my overall happiness throughout the day. That's another problem, right? I sit there and I try my best to stay awake and give myself all this caffeine and energy and then I get home and I want to relax and I, my foot is restless <laughs> and I, you know, I'm trying to put myself to sleep. Then I finally lull myself to sleep. By the time that happens, my alarms are ringing. With Magic Mind, I'm able to sleep calmly. I don't wake up in the middle of the night. And then when I wake up, it feels like someone's just gently tapping me on the shoulder and reminding me that the sun's outside. That's way better. That's way better than the, the way uh, things were going before. Ingredients like ashwagandha and lion's mane cordyceps really help regulate my stress levels. And I find, like I said, that I'm sleeping better, which leads me to me starting each day at 100%. If you got a lot on your plate, like I do, and need a daily shot of productivity to reach your goals, you got to check them out at magicmind.com slash major issues. Magicmind.com slash major issues will give you a 56% off your Magic Mind subscription, and you can get 20% on a one-time purchase with our code major issues. They say greatness gravitates around each other. The people over at Magic Mind found the people over here at Comic Book Click, and we have now spread this message over to all our beautiful listeners. You can go ahead and get 56% off your Magic Mind subscription by going to magicmind.com slash major issues. And again, 20% off using the one-time, oh, 20% off a one-time purchase by using my code, major issues. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Join the thousands that are already seeing the benefits of Magic Mind and snag that sweet deal. Get some now because, as you know, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. But so is a wish in a lot of ways. You know? I'm happy I don't got to waste my wish on some some energy. Just got to get some of this Magic Mind. Let's some go. This Magic Mind. I I mean, listen. Some of the things I saw on the, that ingredient list, I had to look up. I'm 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 checking. First of all, cordyceps. I was like, Last of Us? What's going on here? <laughs> you know, mushrooms? <gasps> boom, boom, boom. This is the good kind, though. You know, if these could walk and talk, they would beat up the Last of Us uh, zombies. You know, it'll all be over in about five minutes. Good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> uh, buckle in, guys. We are going full spoilers for 8 Billion Genies. We're going issue by issue with a recap. And I want to say, for those who have listened this far and uh, have not read this book, this recap will not serve it justice. I would argue not even a first read will serve this justice. There are several things I found out or you know picked up upon my second read once I knew I had to look for them. Um, there's so much 
art. There's so much dialogue. Um, these splash pages and just the details in the background. Put it this way. There's very few panels without a genie, and the genie's always doing something. It's always got some sort of facial <laughs> yep. expression or yep. some extracurricular activity in the background. Con this, this, this is a book in motion. So I did my best to recap uh, each issue, but um, there, there might be things that I'm missing. If you see anything, Alex, go ahead and shout it out. But know that we didn't mean to do it in disrespect. We are we did it in a truncated form so that the real bigger topics and themes we can actually sit down and kind of discuss. So are you ready? Let's go. Let's do Let's, this. Well, I wish, I wish, I wish. <laughs> if I had one wish. So our story begins at the Lampwick Bar and Grill in St. Clair Shores, Michigan. Mr. Williams, the barkeep, talks to his patrons, which includes a 12-year-old named Robbie Green and his passed out father, Ed. The Bada Bangs. Three bandmates named Brian, Daisy, and Alex who are there for a gig. And a non-English-speaking Chinese couple, uh, the Zhangs, who go by Wang and Li Feng, who enter the Lampwick, mistaking it for another bar. Li Feng is pregnant, and Wang seems distraught that they are in the wrong place, but won't say why. Alex asks Daisy uh, for help with the van as an excuse to tell her how he really feels. Just as he does, and again, this is only something you pick up on the second read. Just as he does, the eighth billion person has just been born in France. Uh, triggering eight billion genies to arrive simultaneously, each with one wish for their assigned person. They warn that you should carefully, uh, that you should be careful with your wishes as they have unforeseen consequences. So this is, this is basically, you know, uh, they set the, sta the stage for the normal characters, right? In a normal setting. Just mm -hmm. a couple band people. I love this little, like, bottle episode kind of thing, right? Because this, like I said, this would work perfect for a show. Because it's just a bunch of people mm -hmm. at the bar, all ages, all backgrounds. Uh, what do you think of this introduction uh, to the series? No, this was a great setup. You know, who, who, doesn't, who doesn't have memories of being in a bar? Right. So uh, to me, that immediate venue leads you to, to for at least for me to be like, of course, this is where something like this is going to start. Right. You yeah. go into a bar. Everybody has their own separate dreams immediately set up in this. So it's setting up that whole idea of, like we said, dreams, wishes, what you your desires. You know, you okay. got this band that's like, I want to perform it. We want to perform at this at this uh, famous bar. This is gonna where our, our dreams gonna kick off. This one girl, she has dreams of falling in love with her bandmate. The this, this I mean, this one couple. of the other the guy wants her too. Well, the other guy wants her. Alex. Oh wants yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. right? There's all there's all this stuff. That this this uh, Chinese couple shows up and and they're trying to accomplish some kind of goal, but it, they're, 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 there's also a lot of um, secrecy with that because you're like, oh, what what what's the deal with these people? You know, right. there's. There's much like Piano Man, the classic Piano Man song. You got this drunken guy at the bar, and his yeah. and his son is just playing in the bar. Who who <laughs> hasn't gone to the bar and seen that at least one time? Where it's like, oh, this is a drunk dad and a son playing darts. That, that's right. nice. That's nice. Yeah. So it's it you're just kind of thrown into this world immediately, and I like the fact that they don't really delay the premise. You know, it's, it, it's not something that well issue three we're finally going to see the genies. You get the genies like what the fourth or fifth page yeah, in the story, yeah. and you're like, okay, here we go. So yeah, what, no, this is great. I lo I love being thrusted into this. 
And what the genie say is basically the premise of this book. Like if you've read the premise and then you go in, they, they don't like clarify or go into further detail. They're just like, yeah, there's one for everyone. You get one, you get one, you get one, you get one wish. Uh, so what, what, what's it going to be? So Mr. Williams, without skipping a beat, immediately wishes that no one, no wish made outside the bar can affect anyone or anything inside of it. Did that, did that trigger anything for you? A, it, when he did that, it immediately made me think, this dude knows something. Right. You know what I mean? Because, like, he, it, it, it's, is it just that he's wise? You know, because, I mean, he, he plays that classic bartender that we all have had discussions of oh you know my my bartender mike always knew how to take care of me always knew what i wanted always you know that that classic way of describing a bartender this guy is you could tell he's just prepared he's wise he's older and so that the moment the genie show up he can kind of see through the situation and makes like the perfect wish to maintain okay i gotta keep my bar safe i want to keep my 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 paying patron safe because I know this is going to go poorly, right? but he makes that perfect wish that makes you go, all right, you, it's one thing to be prepared. It's another thing to just be precog, have this massive amount of precognition. So yeah, it kind of leads like, who is this guy? I think what also, uh, you know, uh, sets off a lot of alarm bells is that when the genie show up, almost everyone exclaims like, oh, what the hell? What the, what the, what's this? Oh my God. And he says nothing until he makes his wish. Like that's the first thing he says once the genies pop up. It's not a how do I make a wish? What, what you know? You understand? Know like how do I word it? Who do I talk to? Or any of that kind of stuff. He knows, or he seemingly knows, right away what to do and and how to do it. And with that, the stage is set as we watch what unfolds for the first few seconds. It's just the first couple of seconds, and the entire earth changes. Um. Daisy, unaware of Mr. Williams' wish, wishes that Brian, her other bandmate, would have romantic feelings for her. Uh, which I found to be a very rude gesture in front of Alex, who had literally just poured his heart out. <laughs> like, she could have went like, oh, anything I want? Okay. And then walk. It's, he didn't say it was on a time limit. Like, she was, he was like, anything you want. Oh, anything I want? I want that other guy to be romantically in love with yeah. me. In front yeah, of the yeah, guy no, who it's... just told you that he was digging you. Now, again, it's not really, I don't think it's anyone's real responsibility to protect anyone's feelings. But in this instance, I feel like it would have just been as easy as walking into the bar. And ironically, she probably would have gotten what, well, she, you can't make, well, they do, you can't make wishes in the bar. Okay. Yeah. So then she could have just bagged him in the bar. Not that that would have been his style, but it, she totally could have. Telling you, Daisy, that was your fault. No, no. yes. Yeah, oh, she had to just show show a little patience, show a little, show a little empathy. Restraint, right? Is, yeah, that, is that the word? That, that's it. That's it. But it 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 like it it shows you, know you the impulse. You, you know, yeah. Right. The oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah and you get it, lots it, of impulse wishes. Yeah, it shows you what what happens with impulse wishes um, it, by giving us a small example. So you can imagine what's happening in the in the entire world if everyone in this instance gets this moment. Um, so yeah, so she makes that uh, dejected. He goes back to the bar and he's like, because he almost makes a wish out of like a crime of passion. Kind of, he's like, you know what? I would, you know what? Forget it. And he goes into the bar. He's like, let me get a drink. And so he's sitting there and he's getting his drink. Uh, he's getting his drink on. 
and um, <laughs> Daisy cozy, cozies up to Brian, who has no idea what she's doing. <laughs> and and yeah, he's, he's like, how do you feel about us? He's like, oh, I don't feel anything about us. Sorry if I gave you mixed signals. And it's explained to her that she basically wasted a wish. A loud banging uh, gets all the barflies' attention, so they open the door to see what the world has become, and it's equally awe-inspiring and terrifying as castles, flying people, dinosaurs, robots, aliens, all populate the sky. Everything's on fire or covered in candy or, yep. <laughs> you know, or turned into a, a living flower or something. Um, we we stop with some people like you see a woman who wishes for money. We see someone wish for the ability to teleport. An elderly person wishes to be young, the weak to be strong, the antisocial to be popular. Um, so Mr. Williams locks the bar door and reminds them that they are in the safest place they can be in the world right now. Again, yeah, the, like he knows cinematic. what's going what's going to pop off immediately, and that and that immediately sets up the, the, also the, the the kind of the mechanism for this story is that every issue is going to cover <coughs> an eight amount of time. So the first yes. issue is really covering the first literally eight seconds of these wishes. And much like much like um, Daisy, you can see there are a lot of people who the moment they got this opportunity for this wish, they've had something at the on the tip of their tongue <laughs> their right. entire lives and just said it. They were like, what? I got a wish? I want to be a kaiju. Right. I want to fly. I I want the moon to have to be alive. You know, all these obscene things. So you get this first eight seconds. And then you find out later on, at, at, you pretty much find out the paces. Every issue is going to cover eight, eight minutes, eight, eight uh, days, eight weeks, eight months, eight years, and so on. So you just, you're going to see how everything unfolds. But those first eight seconds are just wild are just wild and it's 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 sad because i don't know about you but for me i didn't bat an eye at it because i could i could totally see it i could totally oh 100 100 percent i what i think is interesting is mr williams um urgency when it comes to safety because when you think of this premise you think of whimsical right you think of like magic but mm -hmm. like, of course, there would be like dangerous wishes or wishes that cause danger to other people. Um, opening this door, you find this out. But also, like you said, we we get three pieces of information at the end of every one of these stories or or sometimes multiple times in a single issue. We get the time, the amount of time that's passed. We get the genie and human population and we get. A picture of the earth as it, as, it, as it currently looks in the universe that constantly changes i didn't keep up with that but um one of the things that i find interesting is that the numbers of humans are going down and have gone down in these eight seconds alone when you see that when you see williams's urgency when you see the things that are outside you realize how crazy this is going to get and what is the end goal to all this if not those numbers continuing to go down that's the only thing no, i thought it was like yeah. yeah no it's yeah it, it gets it gets pretty heinous like okay is this is this um how do you say i immediately thought it was just aliens like okay these are just yeah, aliens yeah. that recognize the human race as a dangerous species and what's yeah, the easiest way to get, out? <laughs> yeah, like, right right like okay screw invasion screw like 
the idea that we, we have to go in there and kill these people and get into a war where we're going to lose bodies. We're right. just going to give, we're going to let them kill themselves <laughs> because yeah. look at the danger they are to themselves. We can't have this going out into the universe. So right. here you go. Here, here, here's a gift. Here's a Trojan horse. Here you go. Enjoy. That's what I immediately thought about it. I thought that's what I thought it was like a, some sort of backdoor alien invasion. I, to me, it felt population controly, but I didn't know to mm. what extent because, um, I also wasn't sure how much, like, there's no reason why we couldn't do the entire story in the Lampwick. If they were to do it that way, then they really don't, oh, it's like everyone is in there with a gun, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, but um, with, with them doing it that way, they would have never needed to explain anything. But I like this next issue because we start to get a lot of answers that kind of like make sense. And you kind of go, oh, okay, well, you know, uh, they start to build out the rules. And it starts to build out the logic behind some of this stuff. I think it's really interesting. Um, so the first eight hours have passed and the earth is an ice cream cone <laughs> in Argentina. <laughs> in Argentina, a father uses his wish to ensure his kids can't make their wishes without his approval after one of them uses it irresponsibly. I thought this was a completely throwaway scene. And the second time nope. I read it, I'm like, why is this? And then I got to it and I was like, oh, okay, yes. Yep. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. No, I agree with you. It was just, um, I read this, this series month to month. And it wasn't right. until you, we had decided to put this on the podcast that so I was like, oh, now it's time for me to reread it. And in rereading it, I, I, same thing. I was like, wow, there's so many things that this book set up early on yeah. that just went way over my head. That when yeah. it does show up later on, you you forget that it was already introduced earlier. Yeah. And here we are. So and so in seeing how it builds up and how because in the book it does start to re- tell us like oh you got the the impulsive people you got the strategists you got the planners yeah and this 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 family right here they're the strategist planners uh, so it's it was cool to see it. And nothing, I I didn't bump into anything in this. Like, there was nothing in this. I was like, that's ridiculous. Like, I'm just like, this is the world that they've set up. They, they've created their rules. Everything's seeming to work out by their rules. Uh, it goes to show what can happen when you ha- kind of have that creative space. You 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 build almost a theme park around and get to play in, inside. And I feel like some of these genies are watching this like it's a some sort of sick reality show. Uh, like you were saying, like oh, just watching yeah. humanity. Oh, for sure. For that, that that's what I'm saying. It, it really, it re- kind of reminded me of. Do you remember that South Park episode where you find out that Earth is a reality show? Yes, yes, yes. Which is like the you remember show. that with with right where that that's why that's what it immediately reminded me of. Like, yo, these aliens may or oh, oh, this is just entertainment for them. This yeah. is just oh look, we have this technology. We can beam to a planet, and we get to just sit back and eat some popcorn and watch them kill themselves with with because they they have these they have these wishes. It's it's insane. It's insane. I think I think now that you say that, I think it's because they're incredibly cute, they're incredibly kind and polite, and mm-hmm. they seem to like making wishes. But from what we've already been shown in here, wishes are dangerous. So you're like, why would these little cute, polite things like doing this unless they enjoy <laughs> whatever comes out out of this? You know. But question mark on that. So. We go back to eight minutes after G Day. That's what they're calling the event when uh, yeah, right. 
when the genies landed, uh, where Dave Masters is using his Carosaurus to demol uh, demolish things near the Lampwick bar. Ed starts to get curious as to why Williams knew what to wish or what wish to make, but Williams shrugs it off as intuition given um, human nature. Which is a pretty good, that's a pretty good, as an older gentleman, that's a pretty good uh, excuse. It's like, ah, I just know how humans are going to be. Mm -hmm. um, well, and, and that's and that's what I'm saying. Like That, that, that kind of made me go, yeah, he's an older guy. Maybe he's a war veteran. He's seen the horrors of what people are capable of doing because he yeah. just nailed it on the head. And yeah, you see Carosaurus, right? Yeah, car <laughs> so, yeah, it's out there with his Carosaurus. Just, just, just some dumb bastard who was like oh i like going to going to uh what, what is that called monster jam uh, and i've always yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. have one of those <laughs> things so that's that's my wish like bro you have a, a wish to do anything and this is this is the most creative you could yeah. be like oh my god of all things you could totally see it but you could totally see it you could totally see it uh that's another thing like they these genies kind of act like uh janet from um the good place where if you call a genie the genie just pop up and you can just ask it a question and it'll just like they're like oh what is that and they're like oh yeah that's dave whatever his face is he made a car because he likes cars and that's what he's doing and so they're constantly like they'll they'll politely explain other people's wishes to you if you're curious yeah. <laughs> or yeah. whatever and they'll even explain if, if people are still around like oh is so-and-so still alive nope no, no. <laughs> Yeah, so then I guess yeah, they're just like these weird um, omnipotent um, species, and they're all just drawn drawn like if they encompass the whole galaxy, which is a really cool thing. They look like they might be different genders as well, which is pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, so yeah, um, he shows Brian that there's a virtual bomb shelter downstairs with food, medical supplies, and water in case they are held there for longer. So you kind of just come to the conclusion he's like a doomsday prepper, and that's why he knew. About, like, that's why he's super, you know, paranoid. There, we used to joke if there are people waiting for the apocalypse because they've already planned for it, and if it doesn't mm. come, they'll be disappointed. Kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's, right. It's like, like, mm, yeah, this is this built a bunker for nothing. <laughs> This is what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about this guy. I'm like, okay, you know, he's in it for the long haul. Uh, Alex takes a moment to kick Daisy while she, while she's down about wasting her wish on Brian, uh, which I thought was kind of funny. But again, this just all this all just happened. This first nine minutes, yeah, first nine minutes. Um, <laughs> his genie like gives him a look and shit. Uh, the genies explain that they're there for a reason, but they, but they can't tell them unless they wish for it, which I thought was cute. Uh, they right. explain, and then they, and they, like, they immediately compliment the kid. They're like, "The kid's smart for not using his wish to find out what we're doing." Good smart yeah. kid. Yeah. Uh, they explain that they keep track of every single wish made and how some cancel out if they are in direct opposition. Like if somebody wishes for world peace, but then somebody wishes for a zombie apocalypse, they just cancel each other out. Uh, they don't seem to take joy in the craziness, but they do express a desire to grant as many wishes as possible. They see it as an art form, and they even choose to ignore wishes that affect the whole planet, as those wishes would impede on the wishes of others. Um, yeah, the I, like, I, I like, like you said, I like how this that they they set up all these rules because it does make sense. If if yeah. you have like you said, if if one person in Australia is like, oh, I, I wish that it was always sunny outside, another person's like, man, I wish it was always night. The two genies look at each other and go, so you basically wish for what we already have, and they yeah, two, yeah. Two wish is gone, and that, I can give and you half and half, which is life. That's it. <laughs> so that, yeah, that, right, right. So I, I I dig 
how they set up the rules. And it also makes you as the reader aware that there are things that are probably happening that are just canceling out. Like because yeah. there are certain things where oh, I wish the whole world would explode, and another person sitting there going, "Oh, I wish, I wish, you know, there were no more bombs on the planet." All right, well, boop boop, done. You know, nothing <laughs> you, you said this came out monthly. Yep. So you could imagine between issues one and two, a million people being like, "Well, what would happen if?" and "What would happen if?" and then they get this issue, and it's like, "Well, here's all the here's all the rules and regulations, people." There was one of the biggest shop talks about this series was the bartender. Because that was immediately something like, like everybody was like, "There's something up with this dude. <laughs> He's not just some doomsday prepper. He's this is something more to this guy." So yeah. that 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 was one of the most fun conversations to have on a monthly basis. And then once once that happened, it then became, "Where is this all going?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So the craziness continues. Um, however, as people continue to mold the world into an unrecognizable state of pure imagination and wish fulfillment, from the bar, our protagonists see that the city is literally on fire, and Li Fang and Wang consider venturing out there. Ed uses his wish to bring back his deceased wife on his son Robbie's birthday. I want to pause there, because, like, do you want to talk about, like, the first instances of things getting, like, emotional? Like, he just looks in the mirror, and he's like, I'm not a great dad. I haven't been since it happened. And I I don't know what to do, but I do know what to do, <laughs> which is to, you know, bring this back. And I'm like, damn, like instantly I know it's wrong because I know that she's made it from a wish. Like that can't, there's got to be a monkey's fall situation there. What does she mm. remember? What does she doesn't? Like I'm thinking of every comic book, right? Every comic book right, 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 right. in my head. What, what, what I like for the most part was it's it's a good wish. And yeah. it was what I, what I, because I, I like that even when he wished it, he, he said to the genie, he's like, please don't monkey paw this shit. Just yeah. give me back my wife for the yeah. sake of my son. It's not me. It's, it's it's it wasn't even like a selfish wish where it's like, oh, I just wish I had my wife back so she could make me dinner again and shit like that. It's yeah. like, man, I'm wishing for my wife back because I'm a shitty parent and my kid needs a better parent around, and she was the better parent. So I, I dig that they 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 bring it back, and then they even later on explain, oh, oh, she doesn't even remember. She knows she knows she died, but she doesn't remember dying. Which is cool. Yeah. Like you don't want you don't want that memory in your head. Like oh shit, I, I had cancer or a truck hit me or something. You don't want that. You don't want that memory. You kind of want to just feel like I've always been here. I, I kind of took a, a vacation for a little while, and she just goes straight back into. And you can clearly see like this. This is this is his parent. She's she's clearly the better parent, and she just goes back into that motherly role, not just with her son, but even being very motherly in the bar itself. Yeah, and I really like that. I really like that. Like it wasn't. But they do explain what they call they call wishes to bring back dead people. They call them remnants. Remnants. And yeah. they and they and they explain that okay, once the person who makes the wish is gone, that wish is gone too. Yeah. So it then becomes well, the time how the is, time bomb the time bomb decisions. like yeah. yeah. So is 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 the dad gonna die? How well eventually he's gonna die eventually one day. So. So it, it just plays into that, and then it, I like the fact that they immediately introduce other remnants. Very oh soon. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Like I say it's all in like Ryan Brown's artwork in here, where you just see how distraught he is in this moment, and while you kind of look back, I mean, it makes you think about the first issue of him being passed out half the time, you know, passed out and drunk, and now we kind of see why. We kind of realize why. And um, it just adds so much more depth to now this family. 
um, it it's it's a reminder that when you go places, sometimes it feels like everyone that's there uh, for a bar, for instance, right? You walk into a bar, it seems like everyone is there just started existing once you start once you walked in there. But they all, like you said, have their own dream stories, backgrounds. They all come from somewhere. There's a reason why that guy's there, passed out with his son. Some people, you know, just kind of shrug that off, but everyone's somewhere for a reason. Uh, and I think this kind of explores some of that stuff. Uh, Wang wishes to become whatever is needed to survive this new world and is able to protect anyone he's with. He's granted a suit of high-tech armor and he leaves for the lamplighter bar. There's another knock at the door, and when they open, it's Ernest Hemingway, Jim Morrison, uh, and Dorothy and Parker. Dorothy Parker. For some reason, I just put Ann Parker <laughs> and Dorothy Parker, showing that things are going to get a lot crazier Parker? before they get better. You mean, Parker. You mean, you, mean, you mean that Jason Statham movie, Parker? Parker. <laughs> uh, um, does – oh, no, yeah. That was just also to prove a point. So the day isn't even over yet. Uh, but Nigel in Antarctica makes a wish to slow down global warming. I was going to ask if that comes back around, but the point of it is to say that the point I'm showing him is that he thought he stopped the biggest threat to Earth, but doesn't realize how absolutely ridiculous. Like on the, on the list of priorities, stopping global warming is not going to be nothing compared to what this Earth is going to go through over the course of this G-Day experiment. Um no, because I do like how like this continues to show how people make. There are people who are going to make logical wishes, yeah, who are truly selfless wishes. I go, wow, I'm going to save the planet, but immediately it's opposed by the a person who wished that for there to be an actual Santa Claus. The Santa Claus <laughs> is eaten because yeah. <laughs> the moon is now a sentient being that plucks Santa Claus from the sky and eats him. It eats meat. <laughs> It's a carnivorous. It's a carnivorous. It's not even it's just a chowing on Santa's, chowing on Rudolph. Yeah, and and uh and the the, the geologists are just looking out like, what? Yeah. Like in a world where that is possible, to... yeah. What 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 is global warming? You know, like <laughs> it's it's a it's a minute thing. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even realize he doesn't even realize that the Earth is an ice cream cone. Yeah, yeah, that's as cold <laughs> as it can get. <laughs> Uh, the new arrivals to the bar, Hemingway, Hemingway, Parker, and Jim drink away their existential sorrows. As a genie explains, they exist because someone wished them alive. Those people then died, leaving them behind, and they are considered remnants. While the Bada Bangs jam with the Lizard King, we follow Wang on his quest to the Lamplighter Tavern. He survives an attack by a literal vampire and continues his quest. Uh, Lei Fang tells the patrons that Wang had an important meeting that would secure the future of his family, hence the urgency. Jim Morrison disappears in a cloud of smoke, and it is explained that the remnants disappear shortly after the person who wished them alive dies. This terrifies both Robbie and Ed, who are afraid to lose the woman, the woman they just wished back to life, uh, but she comforts them and says she isn't going anywhere. Wang sees a stranger who needs help while on his way back to the lamplighter bar, but says he will help him on his way back. Does that come back around? I want to say I want to say no. It's meant to kind of show like a little bit of callous because he needs help like right there in this instance. And he's like, well, yeah, I, I got something I got to do. And if you're still here when I come back, I'll help you. But I'm, yeah, I'm I, don't, sure. I don't I don't I don't remember that guy coming back around. But I think it's just to show how. Some like people are continuing to just 
it's just showing. I think it's meant to show more people showing their wishes. I mean, look, he he encounters a vampire. Some yeah. dude wished to be a vampire, but yeah. then it and shows this. He asked him too, like you. Do it. He's like, yeah, that's all I ever wanted. It's like, what? like, oh my god! And then he immediately encounters <laughs> this guy who he's he's like, well, why are you walking around here by yourself? He goes, well, I wish to be young again. I'm I was yeah. originally like an eighty year old man, and I wish to be young again. Like, what a simple wish! Like, just to. And he, I think he even says, he's like, the whole reason I want to be young again is so I can spend more time with my children. And he's yeah. now trying to walk to get to, to see. And like, um, Wang is just like, uh, I got I got somewhere to be, man. I think, though, I I think also the wife. road is sentient at that point. And he can't yes, get around yes, it. He, he can't get around it. You know, uh, I, think that more play, I think that more plays into Wang later on in life than this character. Because I'm pretty sure that guy never comes back around. But it, it plays okay. more into Wang's story of how he becomes more protective of just not just his own family, but where they eventually end up. Oh, interesting. And also, I, I guess it also speaks to the idea of using your wishes for your family more so than for yourself. Right? Because he used this, he used his wish to become young. But if his family doesn't survive this, then what was the point of becoming young? Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Jim Morrison dies, uh, which I thought was it, it. Immediately shows like, oh, okay, so the dude who wished to have Jim Morrison back, which I think is another just more with these wild wishes, right? So yeah. there were three people, three people who who each one guy said, oh man, Hemingway needs to be back alive, Dorothy Parker needs to come back. Another guy's like, dude, I, I've always wanted to see Morrison. <laughs> that guy. Within what, maybe a, a day or two? I think they said it was a sex thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think someone said it's right, but that dude it gets gets murdered obviously because the Jim Morrison remnant poof, explodes right in the middle of bada. What do they call the bada bings? The bada bangs. Bada bangs. The bada bangs. The bada bangs yeah. go out with a bang because they're like, man, we're jamming with Jim Morrison. This is gonna be great. Poof. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody immediately looks over at uh at what's his name's wife like oh that's gonna be you one day <laughs> i'm quite surprised people didn't get cabin fever much in this like it doesn't does seem like a huge bar well, they, for a long no, they, time they, no they do they do they do but they also realize they have no choice but to stay there at yeah. one point nuclear nu nuclear yeah. radiation goes on but um but the moment they can get past that, there, there are a lot of people are out of there. They have, they're like, we got to get out of here. We, we are getting cabin fever, especially I think what's your the the mom. The mom gets cabin fever. Oh, hella June. bad. Yeah, yeah. So Wang makes it to the uh, other bar, the lamp lighter, and it turns out he was originally there because he was blackmailed into, tra into transferring over corporate secrets of his employer. When the bar owner asked for the data. Wang refuses and crushes the USB stick. The owner begins to threaten Wang, but he kills him instantly, and his genie, having not granted a wish, disappears. Um, this was, is kind of confusing in, in hindsight, because if... I, he says he didn't realize this until he got there, right? I guess then this is what the whole situation was. Like, he was totally down to go down with this exchange of information so, so as to not to be blackmailed. And it's even kind of even implied deported um so if he knew that like this wouldn't matter in this world that exists why make this trek 
I because until he goes out into the world, he doesn't realize how crazy the world has ridiculous, right? Like I say, he hasn't realized. Yeah. So I think once once he gets there, he goes through his his little hero's journey on his own, and he gets there, he realizes, wait a minute, I am now a killing machine. That why do I have to do anything for this for this moron? Right. So he uses his ability, kills him, and I like that as he I've heard when he kills him, the genie that he who's with the with the wish he never uses goes, oh, he doesn't. I didn't even get to use his wish. He yeah, just he says, away. what a waste. <laughs> what a what waste. A waste. <laughs> but I but like yeah, that. Yeah, just... like, come on. That, that is the logical thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, once you're there, I, the trip wasn't necessarily logical, but you're right. You, I think uh, you've convinced me. I do think that um, once he's encountered and seen everything out there and realizes again, similar to the, maybe it's a parallel to the global warming thing, right? Where it's like the thing that you're worried about in the grand scheme of things is nowhere close to what's actually going to happen nope. in this world. Yeah. And he's, once he they're, realizes they're, he's that, still yeah. playing by, he's still playing by the old rules. Oh, I've, I've, I've agreed to do something for this person or else this is going to happen to me. Then he gets out in that world and he's like, mm, what can this dude do to me? That's yeah. worse than what I'm already experiencing. Oh, and by the way, I'm now a, a killing machine. I'm just going to murder this person. That's also always been kind of an interesting thing that they play on, right? Like in this dystopian or zombie apocalypse kind of stuff is uh, the the um, hesitance to go with the new way and how some people who are quicker to go to the new way were ones that were never really good at the old way, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> this new world they relish in because they were never really good at the old world um, and vice versa. Those that were great at the old world are sucking in the new one because um, the, the rules have all changed. Mm-hmm. So adapt or die, adapt or die. But I always think about like um, the zombie apocalypse thing. Like some people get real feral in situations like that. It's like, at what point do you get back to things being like, again, similarly in this, like eventually there'll be a point where you're like, you need government again and you need, you know, you need leaders again. And, uh, well, do the leaders get the wishes? And, you know, it's very interesting how all that stuff plays out. But uh, he returns to the bar and gathers the patrons and tells them how much life has changed and how much the world has changed. On day eight, Robbie decides um, his wish. He presents his genie with a drawing of himself as a hero, and his, his genie makes a wish or makes his wish a reality. Robbie is transformed into a superhero so he can protect his parents in this new unpredictable world. He ventures out to find a safe place for them and is immediately attacked, but then meets other kids who wished to be heroes as well. Um, I love that he made such a child wish, and I love that there would obviously be other children who've made the same wish. And I love that they've all met each other somehow, and now going to have like this weird adult superhero playdate thing. No, right. That immediately he gets out there, and immediately this this is people have wished to be heroes, people have wished to be villains, and Willie again in his in his uh, forethought has has already called it like, oh, we're we're in the. I forget what it's called. He's the power stage, power stage, right? Where where there's this mass amount of people that just wish to either be a superhero or or um a villain, yeah, a villain. Yep. Um, you know, and so and immediately I they just and and it becomes like the the Avengers versus the Masters of Evil. He goes, yeah. he's he's out in the planet just trying to help out. No, and now we have like a cop. Like we, I was laughing before about the cape shit comment, but now we have a superhero. Now, like now we're like in a superhero portion of this story, which is very interesting. Uh, we fast forward to week uh, to week two, where Robbie, now known as Sun Man, 
um, and his new superpowered friends do their best to wrangle in the mischief around the world since G Day. The other guy's name what King Power the sun god or something like that i can't remember his exact name but it's something absolutely ridiculous uh alex and brian discover that even though they are in a band together they don't know much about one one another so they start to get to know one another june is worried about robbie her son but a genie lets her know that he wished for the exact right amount of powers to keep himself safe while this may be true robbie seems startled by the amount of violence and death it takes to save the world at week six, June and Li Fang chat about her baby, and Li Fang realizes that June doesn't remember ever dying. Um, what a what yeah, a this is the scene where uh, you're, you're, I, I, well, no, this is where which right this was the scene I was talking about earlier where yeah, not only that, but she's she's just motherly, you know, yeah. not only to her her child, she's thinking about her child, but she also still has a time to go to this pregnant woman and ask her like and and not even being able to communicate with her because she speaks chinese she's speaking english the genies are, are serving as interpreters which i yeah. thought was adorable and and she's still going to her like oh you know how are you what are you doing and the and uh um lee lee fang is is like wait she doesn't know how she died like that's crazy and then she indirectly comforts her like she holds her yeah, hand that, like, oh, that that's wow. what got like, me i was like wow i was like this book is deep because we're doing yeah. stuff in the, we're doing stuff in the art there's not there's not a word spoken there but you know exactly mm-hmm. what's going through her head like poor thing you right. know like you're right. you're the poor thing i'm the one pregnant in, this, in the genie apocalypse uh <laughs> but you're the you know you're the person that i'm sympathizing for in this moment right like you're you're yeah you're not you're you're not a real person but even in not being a real person you're comforting me that's crazy and interestingly enough, we go to week seven, right? And Wang and Ed are bonding over um, being parents. And it seems like Ed has stopped drinking, which is quite interesting. He stopped drinking right when his wife uh, kind of showed up. So it just, it completes that equation for us. For anyone thinking whether or not his drinking was impacted at all by his wife's death, I think in this moment where he's talking to um, Wang, he's like, yeah, I haven't been drinking in a while. This is exactly what that is. Uh, Daisy apologizes to Brian for her first wish, and June is assured that Robbie will be that Robbie is okay. Speaking of Robbie, he does battle with two Godzillas in Japan and murders one of them <laughs> to save the few civilians left. Uh, most of them were massacred. He's congratulated by his new friend King Power the Star, um, but then that friend takes a fatal blow from the villain the Royal Wee. Sometimes it makes me laugh when these comics come up with like parodies, villains, and heroes because I'm like, I totally use that as a real villain. <laughs> that we are the royal we. <laughs> just yeah, two pieces yeah. of the same thing. Like I could totally see that being in a comic. Um, but then again, like, so you're sitting in this moment, you're watching this kid literally like feel the weight of all this death on his shoulders. He gets congratulated by his friend, which is like the little glimmer of hope. Then that friend gets massacred. Then he's oh my crying. God, that he's was... crying with the friend. And he's like, oh my God, you can't go. I don't know what to do. I'm only 12. I'm 12 years old. And he's like, <laughs> this dude is in his discombobulated state because he, he gets murdered by the, the villain. <laughs> He gets murdered by someone who the, who can twist himself Wii, into yeah, a pretzel, kinda, and yeah. and in twisting himself into a pretzel, he does that to another person. He does that to his friend, and the kid he's all, he's all come. He's like, "Well, you're 12, but I'm 11, so yeah, uh, and dies. If I if I can figure it out, you can too." <laughs> yeah, and then just dies, and he holds his dead superhero 11 year old friend. Um, 
back at the bar, Alex gets drunk and demands to know, and uh, this just hit me like a ton of bricks. Maybe all of this is a metaphor for like wanting to grow up too fast. Yes. Uh, wanting, wanting to be in charge, wanting to, or having to feel like you have to grow up fast so that you can take care of your parents or take care of your family. Mm-hmm. You know, once you put that responsibility on you, you kind of stop being a kid and the effects that that kind of stuff can have on you. Um, maybe, I don't know. Uh, no, no, I, I definitely agree. I definitely agree because because that's another thing, right? This this kid wished basically to grow up so he could take care of his family, and even as things are are moving along, you ca- you have to constantly tell yourself this is this is a kid, twelve years old. He's twelve years old. Like he's 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 a kid, and even though he does age up, he's he's stunted. You know, yeah, <laughs> maybe he's stunted, and then you're dealing. Can you can you imagine the PTSD from that? It's bonkers, and again, like the like, it's one thing when you look up to somebody and they, you know, and they've sort of passed away, and then to find out they were younger than you, so they they possibly even knew less than you, were more innocent than you, and are now dead. Uh, maybe maybe he turned to a superhero so he could protect his family. Now that's out the window, you know. Um, this little eleven year old kid, you couldn't do this in, like, you couldn't show like these the the spirit of these kids in this scene, right? <laughs> like, no. like an R rated kind of. Yeah. Oh, just imagine that! Like in that moment, he loses his wish. Like, like, like the, for three seconds, he loses his wish before he officially dies. He yeah, turns back to this eleven-year-old like, kid oh with, with bones sticking out everywhere. Oh man, bonkers! And at the same time, oh, I should bring that up as well. At the same time, he's finding these two Godzillas, and he has to make a choice because he's like, "Are these Godzillas that people wish to be in this world, or are these people who wish to be Godzillas?" And if these are people who wish to be Godzillas, and I kill them, I am killing people. Yep, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. That, and that's what I'm saying about this PTSD. Like he's 12 years old, he's killing people, he's fighting, he's doing all these things, he's seeing horrific things, like he. Just, I mean, because some of these villains look atrocious. Like, just seeing yeah. them is is the stuff of nightmares. Right. And he's this twelve year old kid, and right, he has this realization that's like, wait, I'm I'm actually killing people, even yeah. though I've wished to be a superhero. Right. And at twelve yeah. years old, you most people understand like, well, Batman never kills anybody. Superman never killed anybody. Wolverine, mm, that guy maybe a killed couple. Maybe a couple. Maybe a couple. You know, he's right, exactly. Um, as but for the most part, you're not. But now he's realizing he's kind of coming, even coming into that mindset of, well, am I a hero? Am I a villain? What am I looking at? What am I dealing with here? Is this is this when he flies off into space for for a second? No, not yet. Well, no, not yet. No, not yet. Uh, Back at the bar, Alex gets drunk and demands to know how Williams knew what to do on G Day. Uh, and Williams drops the bomb. He himself is a genie. Bum, he, expa- he explains that he was the last genie left from the last universe. This happened to. He explains that once the universe is filled to the brim with want, usually when the population hits 8 billion, G-Day happens and the universe ultimately is destroyed and rebuilt. Um, this explains, right, the beginning of him being so, like, on it. Um, yep. And... Yeah, like it's a, it's a hell of a bomb to drop. It gives us somebody who can kind of explain things from the perspective of the genies, which is helpful because the genies are also there, but they're you know they're a little mischievous <laughs> as mm-hmm. is. Um, and William seems to really care about these people in this bar. You know, at any point he'd be like, "Yo, everybody, get out of here!" Right? 
he but right, he seems right. to he seems to, to to care and we find we'll find out why he has any sort of affection towards humanity uh later on um anything else you want to say about the review well no, i it was it was kind of like it, it was one of those because uh, they 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 it, even in revealing it, it it he reveals it and then it unfolds and it yeah. unfolds really over like two or even three issues because he he's, he they don't just he doesn't um James Bond villain it. He doesn't just yeah. sit there and then monologue and give the whole story in that one issue. There's he gives a little bit of it in, in his reveal. Then I think yeah. the next issue he kind of explains it a little bit more. And then I and what I think the the last issue or the second to last issue he he really the last issue we get his origin he, story basically he the whole exposition of 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 him. Yeah. So. Even in it getting the reveal, you're you're not given everything. So right. it's like, oh, wait, well, how? How does that make sense that he's a genie? Can he grant wishes? Is he like the super genie? Right, Where right, does right. he come from? You know, like what, what's going on with this guy? So Can he make a was, wish? Can someone make a wish asking him? Like there's a bunch of Well, yeah. we already saw him make a wish. You yeah. know what I mean? No, I mean, so can so someone so, use oh, him to make a wish? Ah. <laughs> if he's a genie. So you're yeah, <laughs> right. It's like, well, what 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 is this guy? Like what what is the deal with him? How he is a genie, was a genie. Yeah, I at first I was kind of like pissed off at the reveal, but then the way it unfolds that they explain it, I was like, ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. It makes it's cool. It's cool. Um, I think he actually explains here that as a uh, uh, when you are the last genie in this cycle, you get rewarded by becoming a human on earth. Um, right. But then it makes you think like right, and he he say that like in this cycle. Right, yeah. So you've done this yeah. shit before, right. and that made me go into that more of that mindset of this is a freaking game. This is just something they're doing for fun. It's yeah. not something that it, it, this is in no because it started to remind me of Gremlins, right? Uh, like right, right, yeah, yeah. It's just like, ooh, who doesn't want this cute furry creature to keep? Oh, well, we stand by. This thing is going to end up killing you. Yeah, and and this is kind of like what happens, right? Give everybody a wish. And ooh, look, it's it's a game that oh, if you're the last one, you then get to be a part of the game where you don't even you're not really a, a real participant. You just you just get to be in the mix of it, you know? Yeah. You know, it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like those people who um like watching professional sports and like that one fan that has a ton of money is like, hey man, we're gonna let you like be in the game for like one play. You can right, feel right. what it's like, you know. So it's like, ooh, I'm that person. I, I, I'm the genie. I'm the last genie from the last time we fucked around with this planet. So right. I get to now be in the game, but it just, I'm just, but I'm not really part of the game. I'm just here to like, go, it, it's a. Have you ever seen it's, Squid it's, Games? It's an Oculus. It's an Oculus experience. Oh yeah, it is. It is <laughs> virtual. It is virtual reality. Have you ever seen Squid Game? I have not. I have not. I am okay, not. A, there's something. There's I'm, something similar with with that. But yeah, it's, really? it's this idea. Yeah, okay. it's this idea of sort of uh, being able to spectate. Um. Okay. So yeah, big genie reveal. Um. He believes one of the bar patrons will be the one to make the last wish. Robbie finds the royal we and murders them for killing his friend. All of this death and destruction is too much for Robbie to bear, so he flies out of Earth's atmosphere. This proves to be the right call, as suddenly a wave of energy surges through the Earth, killing every single person that it touched. Robbie is shocked and rushes to a domed community he can see from space. He cries and begs to be let in, saying he wants uh, 
to find somewhere good. A man in 3D glasses opens the door, welcomes him in, and introduces himself as the Idea Man. I wonder what the 3D glasses are about. I, I, I'm going to get into that. Cause yeah? Yeah. Oh, you got, yeah. You got something with that? I, I, it's, to, are we going to talk about oh, okay, it before then, we then, actually then, get then, to then, it? Then, you know what I mean? Because so, it, it's, it's something real simple. So we got a back, <laughs> we got a backstory on uh, Floyd Fawn, a.k.a. the Idea Man. He was a curious child who constantly had his ideas turned down. As he grew older, his luck grew worse, and he couldn't get anyone to believe his ideas. When G-Day you know happened, why, right? why he couldn't get anyone to believe his ideas? Yeah, you know why, right? Why? Because they're bad ideas, man. Oh, yeah, 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 fucking, yeah. This guy's a yeah. fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing, but my thing is like the peas and milk. Like somebody digs that. He may be the only one who digs that there, but somebody digs that. Somebody like there's like um, there's all kinds of weird, like there's ketchup chips. That's a thing, right? Somebody there are did that. There are so like <laughs> he does come up with a lot of bad ideas though. But but um, I'm kind of on his side in the beginning here, you know. But I also was getting kind of sort of funky Flashman vibes, which I which also speaks to kind of the charlatan idea man, right? Sort of uh, uh, comic book charlatan that people have portrayed certain people to be, which I thought was pretty yes. interesting as well. Um, so uh, when G-Day happened, he used his wish to make everyone believe in him. We go to present times where the population has dwindled to just above 50 million uh, due to the scouring, there was eight billion people on the planet. Eight billion, and now there's fifty million. Million, fifty million. Um, the idea, man, uh, lets Robbie into his fortress, Hope's Hollow, and introduces him to his wife and daughter. Hope's Hollow is an exclusive haven run by the Idea Man that claims to be a place of big thinkers and strategists. This is where everyone thought to go, you know, when everything went down. Robbie asks if his parents can join him here, but the idea man seems hesitant as Ed and Robbie both have no genies, which are a commodity in the world right now, and June is a remnant. He agrees to consider it so long as Robbie works for him and Robbie agrees. Um, which, I mean, every, uh, every, everything he says is going to be agreed upon because he's, that's right. his wish. Every, that, that's his wish. <laughs> that's his wish. Yeah. And this is why it's dangerous to have someone like this because you're immediately shown that this dude is just full of bad ideas. It's it's innocent, like the peas in the milk, as that all starts off innocent, but you can see that there's a reason why no one believes in this person before he makes his wish, because he's just full of bad ideas. I yeah. truly believe he's the reason he wears those 3D glasses are because he thinks that's like fashionable and it's stupid. Unless yeah. you're looking at something that's he meant thinks to be it's cool. It say he thinks <laughs> is that cool. the man we trust? Is that the man who we greenlight their ideas? The guy walking no. around in the 3D glasses? <laughs> no, and I mean when we already we, see in 3D. <laughs> exactly. This is this is clearly an idiot. He names his fortress Hopes Hollow. Yeah, Hollow Hopes. Yeah, you don't have any hope in this guy. This guy's an idiot. He's just someone that made. A solid wish, like oh, I'm gonna make it so that everyone believes in me. The right. ultimate manipulator, right? And I mean, ultimate con man, right? Ultimate con man, right? Because what does he do? He finds a way to get people to 
give him his wishes there and he has his arsenal of wishes and it just yeah. goes to show how you know you don't need to be a genius to be ruthless right and it's it's scary yeah he's he's a scary person because what's what's worse about him is the fact that not only do other people are falsely believing in him but this man really believes in himself and it's yeah. terrifying and now because of his ability we have invest, invested interest because now Robbie believes in him. And we know what Robbie's just been through. And we know Robbie's willing to do whatever it takes to get his family to be safe. What does that mean? Uh, we, we're not sure kid. yet. He's yeah. a kid. He's a kid that's now his, his, it's bad enough that the world itself has already changed for this dude, for this kid, right? He then thought by becoming a superhero, he was going to change the world and save his parents. Hit that world then gets eradicated, right? In that that energy surge that went throughout the uh, entire planet, which I'm pretty sure he doesn't realize was probably done by this guy, right? Right. That wiped out all his superhero buddies, all the villains, and anybody else who was just not someplace safe. Mm -hmm. Because you know, think about it, right? He 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 designed this dome, and then this happens. Right. It's pretty convenient. It was probably this guy. He probably did it. He probably knew because. He has this idea, man, right? Ruthless ideas. What, what's the what's the way to make sure you're okay? I'm gonna use one of my wishes uh to wipe out everybody that's that can possibly affect me, and then I'm going to remake the world the way I want it. So yeah. he gets this 12-year-old uh, Superman to show up at his doorstep who's just looking for something. Like, look, man, <laughs> I need to make sure my family's safe. I'm looking for something. I've just had my re my world remapped twice now in what i think at this point what we're at eight weeks or eight months yeah we it's been it's been uh i'm not sure i think we're at eight months i think, I think we're at like, eight months yeah around eight months so in less than a year in less than a year this kid has been through some hella shit so and then he sees this guy who what's his wish i'm gonna make people believe in me so we're, in, we're we're before we're before eight months because seven months is the is the refreshing wish. Okay, so even so we're like right between yeah even less than you know less than half a year, and look at everything that's happened so far. Yep, um, it's crazy. And like you were saying, so back at the Lampwick, William explains that someone must have used a wish to scour the earth of anyone not living in a haven. Um, when a genie is pressed on this matter, it is explained that while they usually don't grant world-shattering wishes, they have to if it's worded in a very specific and matter-of-fact particular way, uh, which, you know, is the first breadcrumb. Someone is taking out the competition, so our bar flies lock the door and continue to stay inside. Months later, Lei Fang, who is further along in her pregnancy, asks about her baby's genie and wish and learns that until her child can actually speak and comprehend what a wish is, her genie will not grant one. The Zangs also learned their child is a girl. June, who has been keeping her stress about Ravi at bay by painting a mural, finds out that he might be in danger. Her and Ed argue about her very existence as a remnant, and June tries to go outside and save her son when Lei Fang starts to go into labor. This is what you're talking about, Bill, with the cabin fever stuff. Um, she's been there. Wait, Robbie has not come back in months since he left as a superhero and said he was going to find them a place to stay. And it's been a while. Something that you spoke to. There's a bit of 
the fact that Ed wished for June the mother and not June the wife here, right? Because that's all she's thinking about is Robbie. Like she, of course, loves and is affectionate towards Ed, but the the person that Ed wished into back here is the mother, and the mother is all the instincts are going off, like all the right. the intuition and bells and whistles are going off here. And she's and she's nesting, she's painting this giant mural, mm-hmm. she's taking care of everybody, but then she kind of snaps, like I gotta get the fuck out of this, <laughs> right, right. right. Because uh, one of the genies says that he's trapped. I mean, he's like trapped, like mentally, not like restrained or anything. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So while they initially believed the childbirth would be simple, Lei Fang starts to hemorrhage and lose a lot of blood. Afraid for his wife and coming daughter, Wang threatens both Alex and Brian and demands that they use their wishes to save his family. I was like, oh shit, oh dip. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is. Things yeah, I, 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 I <laughs> thought I really did think he was about to kill one of them. Yeah. And then thankfully the 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 baby was born safely. Yep. And Alex immediately is just like, see, every, everything's okay. I still have my wish. Your kid is okay. Whew. Get that gun out of my face now, please. Because he's basically yeah, like, now, now, do it now. Use your wish to save my family. And again, are you going to be like, no? <laughs> I mean, you totally can be, but. You then have to face the consequences of staying in this one location with this family <laughs> this whole time. Um, so I thought all of that, w- I, that played really well. Because um, we've also seen his ruthlessness with the bar guy, which I guess is another reason why they inserted that in here. <laughs> the rules of change, no, he right. will kill like, for his family. Just, he, he will kill for his family, definitely. He has no yeah. allegiance to them. His whole wish was to keep his, how to protect himself and his family. So he, yeah. he, I, I truly believe he was. If she kept bleeding out, I think he would have blown his head off. And like, no wish for you. Period. <laughs> <laughs> they both hesitate, but luckily, Lei Fang survives the childbirth, and their daughter is born. It's month seven, and the Idea Man, flanked by his security of superpowered people, is given a very specifically worded wish that costs him three wishes to procure so now we realize that he is paying he's using wishes to pay for i mean i guess we could kind of reveal this now because it's not a, a huge reveal but basically legal binding wishes <laughs> wishes curated by attorneys who know the right. very exact way to skate around whatever loopholes or go through whatever loopholes they can with these genie wishes stuff. Because like I said, genies have their own rules about things they don't like to do. But the idea man is able to get these lawyers to word these things so specifically that they have no choice but to get them done. Right. Um, so and he, and, he, and he, even, he even knows that like, I can't break. If I break, then they could just say, okay, then that's the end of the wish that this I'm going to do this. So he like prepares for this. He's Drink got some water, water ready. Mm-hmm. He's take a deep breath so he can say this whole long contract of a wish. It's it's insane. And the genies hate him. The genies hate him. They're just like, oh, nah, yeah. man, you're, you're the dude that that ruins these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ruins the fun, so, ruins but, the fun of this. He uses the wish to restore the world back to where it was before G-Day without replenishing the population or resurrecting anyone. The entire wish takes hours to recite, but it works and the environment is back to normal. With it safe to go outside, both the Bada Bangs and the Zangs uh, leave Lampwick to try their luck in the new world. Ed and June stay in an additional month and soon Robbie comes back to take them to Hope's Hollow, leaving Williams as the last person at the bar 
We are 13 months after G-Day and the Bada Bangs have been traveling for 6 of those months. They are ambushed by militants looking for genies to kill as a means of protecting the already jacked up world. But they fend them off. It's also made aware to us that Brian and Alex have had a hard time making a wish as they waited too long. So all their ideas are instantly second guessed. What do you think about that idea? The idea of wish lock. I, I dug it. It does. It, it made it made sense because I was also thinking not just is it is it the the subconscious idea that oh yeah you know like you 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 kind of get stuck because you don't want to give up your wish because then you're thinking well um am I gonna miss out on a the the, the next potential wish so you get stuck in that but not only that but you're forming a bond with these little dudes man. Because yeah, these dudes yeah. can work for you. They're talking to you. They're providing you with 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 company. Because yeah. um, even in that scene, right? They they, they don't. Oh, wish they're they're for the, the, they're lightning. They're, they're the they're, lightning, right? Yeah. So the they don't. Uh, it's kind of like having genie from Aladdin, so to speak. Where it's like I don't have to wish something. You could still do stuff to to protect my ass. And yeah. I love the fact that like the genies are getting shot and they play along with it for a second. <laughs> yeah, they're bleeding like, out. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm bleeding out. Oh my god. And they're like, what? And they're like, nah, we're fine. We're just having fun. Whatever. whatever. Oh well, yeah. can you can you like make everybody go um uh blind for, by making like, a giant yeah. light? Oh yeah, yeah, I can do that. That's no problem. Sure. And they do it. But they don't yeah. waste the wish, so it's like it's not only that you're you're giving up your companion, this 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 pet, um, um, what's the word, uh, familiar, right? So yeah. to speak, this thing that yeah, yeah, just yeah. works for you. So yeah, it made it made sense that I, why would you just give it up now, right? You but you've been surviving in this world on your own. I have this little dude as my buddy, and I also don't want to just give it up on 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 a wish that I'm going to probably instantly regret. Because you're yeah. seeing it around you, and you, and and for them three in particular, they're looking at someone who instantly regretted their wish. Yeah, so it's like I don't want to, I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose. I'm not ready for that. I'll, I'll wait. I also got to believe it's a little bit of like giving up, li quite literally, the only sure thing in this world. Right, the only thing you're sure of is you get to make a wish. You're not sure of anything else in this world. Once you make that wish. You are now surrendering yourself to whatever this world has to offer, which Daisy is fine with because she's been living this life since G-Day, uh, which I think is very, oh, it's another interesting thing, you know, like um, she is living, you know, right. she right. doesn't have the same fears or whatever, you know, like it's a different, it just it's perspectives. Um, yeah, so they're walking around. Um, Frustrated with living in survival mode, Daisy decides that she is going to Fun City with or without the rest of them, which is a, a haven where you have to uh, audition. The others are hesitant, but agree when they find out that the Zangs and the Greens have also tried their luck elsewhere with the Zangs living in Ohio with the baby and the Greens living it up in Hope Hollow, although June doesn't seem to be enjoying herself. Before finding Fun City, the band finds a city that is half haven, half remnant, having been wished by its founder, Helen Gutierrez, to exist. It is perpetually the 1980s there, and after meeting Helen herself, they agree to stay. June thinks Robbie is being tricked by the idea man after seeing past his remnant family, and this discovery sparks an argument between her and Ed, who just wants his family to be happy. Um, June's right. <laughs> Yes, big time, big time. Yeah. She she knows the deal. She can see through it, which she's is a genie cool too. Oh, no, she's a genie too. I mean, as a remnant, they say that she sees things differently. 
right. she already sussed out the other Remnant family. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm Remnant. I yeah, can exactly. smell the other Remnant. Like, this is exactly like I can see through all. I, I, I'm living bullshit. I can see through the bullshit. Yeah. And the, the dude is, is he's, he's dangerous. He's dangerous. He's and, just he's kind of just. And this is not. I'm not laying this at the feet of any one particular one, but he's just a basic cartoon caricature of a politician. Right. He has the right. fake G generically speaking. Per, yeah, generically like, speaking. Yeah. He has the fake family propped up, right? He's gonna mm -hmm. he's gonna get make everybody safe. You just have to give him your wishes. <laughs> uh, you know, and um he'll send your children to war. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. You know, so it's, uh yeah, it's 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 quite like I said, all of this is played like the premise is all played humorous. But there's a lot of there's a lot of deep stuff in this, and you start yeah, to care but about I, I, characters. But I like, I, but I do like the idea that it's he's not the only um, safe haven, right? right? They have they have Fun City. I think even at this point Doug they kind of make mention Town of or Dougland, something like, something Doug like Land, that. Um, all the Dugs. <laughs> yes, yes, and yeah. then you know somebody wished for like this perfect '80s town that would always be around. So you're. There, there are factions, and there are not. There are some people who make these nice wishes for people, and then you have to imagine there's probably other ruthless bastards out there like Floyd, which yeah. I don't. I, I forget at this point if we we've, we've met those people yet, but there are. Um, I think we're about to. I know that. Um, with this like Haven thing, I thought that that was kind of cool. Like you know, she wished this or like kind of half exists in this weird like it's not a dome structure, it's just kind of like half exists in this um in the eighties kind of stuff. And I would I wonder if these places would be at odds if the idea man wasn't actively striking them constantly all the time. <laughs> like I wonder if I wonder if it's just a natural occurrence that if once things get to the Haven portion that the Haven start warring. Um, it it reminds me of when you get to that certain part in The Walking Dead where it's very similar, right? Where you have ram, um, you know, um, rampaging groups going over and taking over it means more land, it means more people, it means more whatever. Or when people come into a society, like, why should we bring you in here? What do you have to offer? This this you know Alexandria where or whatever they were doing in The Walking Dead. Um, so yeah, I like how they laid all that stuff out. Uh, several years have passed, and the Bada Bangs thrive at the Haven. Brian even finds a boyfriend, which that is the you know when when uh, old girl was all over him and was like, "What do you think about us?" And he was like, "I, I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, he was oh, gay. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 there you go. Gay. He was gay, guys. Um, so unfortunately, Helen discovers that she doesn't have much longer to live, and when she does eventually die, she takes the entirety of the Haven with it. With nowhere else to go, the Bada Bang set their sights on Fun City. I, we're seeing people live lives. And this is the first yeah. like real big jump of time. And we're seeing people actually living their lives, whether or not it's happy stuff, like, like the sad stuff going on with June, you know, or we're still going on with Robbie. But then you have like the Bada Bang's got to live, you know? Yeah, they and, they're, and they're making the most of it. Like they were having a good life in that town. Yeah. It was just the only thing that the party stopped because the woman who wished for all these remnants died. So the remnants yeah. went with her and they were like, all right, what are we going to do now? And then you see Fun City, which yeah. sounds like, honestly, I was expecting Fun City to be um, a, a town run by kids. It, it reminded oh, right, me, right, right. The, yeah. the, the, the name of it makes me think of like Neverland. 
with the right. um with the Lost Boys. I thought they were gonna get there and realize, oh shoot, it's it's a bunch of kids. Yeah, but it's it's kind of worse. It's a bunch of <laughs> weird ju- judgy adults. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like it was like it was like trying to trying to get into American Idol and shit. I was like, what the hell is going on in this place? It's it's a it's a floating city on the back of a, a flying whale. humpback whale or blue whale, <laughs> yeah. blue whale. Yeah. Like yeah. what? This is talk about fun. I, I, talk about I fun. Me, I immediately thought of Fun Time in USA. <laughs> fun Time USA. Wow, taking it t- taking it back. I'm telling you. So. It's year seven, and Lei Fang and Wang's daughter is just about old enough to make her wish. Her parents agree they must leave Ohio before they are forced out for harboring two genies. Lei Fang finds out through her genie that a haven exists where children have their wishes confiscated until they are of responsible age. Even though their daughter may not like it, the Zangs agree to head over there. I was really looking for a word. I think confiscated works, right? Getting their genies confiscated, these kids? Um, would that they work? They, that they're, word? Not, they're not getting counted. They don't. They don't get. They're not taken away. But I don't know they're what else. To, away. They're getting the word, um, the word to use. <laughs> I felt like I felt like it was uh, kind of like kind of like a chastity belt, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you can't. You, you get can't to keep use it, but this. You can't use it, <laughs> right? And you can't use this until we say so, right? You know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta Robin Hood men and tights your genie right here. Here's the chastity belt. <laughs> Here you go. You can't. You can't use this until we say so. Yeah, I mean, and that's never worked out in the history of parenting. Which, right? which, like, right? Which this is. This is the family we saw. I believe in the first issue. This yeah. is their town. This is mm-hmm. the Gutierrez family who was like, "Hey, you can't use your wishes unless we give you permission." And they like, turned. Wow, we should do a whole town of that. <laughs> a whole town of it. But they. Yeah. But they're they're thriving. Like that that idea is, is making it. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie is seen acting on Idea Man's orders and decimating remaining havens. Something fundamental has changed within him as he doesn't flinch about the thought of death anymore. At one point, they're yeah, like, what I, should we I, do? He's like, I'll just crush their heads like grapes. Right. He's he's sitting there like a like a like the superstar on the bench. You know, he's and he's trying he's just trying to read, and they come over to him and they're like, Hey man, we have this this insurgence that we can't deal with. He's like, Oh, that's right, you, you can't you can't do that. I'll I'll go take care of it. Sure, yeah, I'll whatever. Go, I'll go let kill me, him. Let me put my book down. I'll be right yeah. back. Yeah, and it's like damn. you know he's, he's just disaffected. Because you know, even at this, even at this point, he's probably only twenty something years old. But yeah. how much stuff has he done by this point? Where this this kid's soul is just stripped down. More but, of his life would have been spent, or you know, a lot of his life would have been spent doing this as opposed to living a, a child's life. And the whole time he's just looking like this grown ass adult. Yeah, son, man. Uh, the Bada Bangs auditioned for Fun City in an American Idol type audition, but they are told they aren't good enough. Pissed off, Daisy tells the judges that the boys have genies, which should up their value to the community. She does this even if it means her herself will not be accepted into Fun City. Uh, realizing her sacrifice, the guys agree to use one genie to make a wish that all three of them share the final genie with the wish going to the last person in the trio alive. With this loophole, they are finally allowed into Fun City. I thought, that I, was thought cool. this I thought this would have caused more problems than it did. No. Uh, uh, you, like, this just, just lends itself to my idea that th- these genies are just looking to, to, have, to watch some fun. 
So they hear this. The fact, that you, like, the fact you can even do this, right? The fact that you can right. do this, right? <laughs> well, I mean, you're still giving up a wish. It's not like they just said, "Hey, can you just do this?" It was like, "Oh, I mean, right, right. one um, who who was it? A Brian, Brian, Alex? Alex? I think why they wished away Alex's genie. I think that was Brian's genie at the yeah, end of it to yeah. turn that one genie into a a tri genie that yeah. they all share the one wish that that one last wish. Right. To, to make sure she gets in and you could just tell like the genies were like "Ooh, this sounds like fun like let's do it what's 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 this gonna lead to yeah you know um it's it's like why the heck not and i like the i like how they did, made it look like it, it's 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 a triple genie where every sliver looks colors, like yeah. look it's three different colors and it looks you know one one part of it looks like daisy a little bit looks like alex a little bit looks like brian yeah, I thought it, I thought it was cute, and I liked like I liked that, despite how their relationship was going, you know, with the, that whole supposed love triangle, they are now just like a cohesive little family. Yeah, and so much so that they 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 don't want to do something without the other. Right. You know that like oh no if, if she can't come it's been in years we're not yeah it's been years it's, right I think by this point it's been, it's been about eight years now. Yeah. So it's like, no, if we can't do this we're together, we ain't doing it. And they're like, oh, how can we cleverly do this? Hey, we're now we're now basically one person, the three of us. So you take all of us or you take none of us. And and what's the most powerful thing in this universe right now? Wishes. So they're like, screw it. We'll we'll, we'll let them all in if it's gonna come with that that triple that triple genie wish of yours. So sure. You guys are now welcome into Fun Time USA. <laughs> if you substitute, you know, wish for dream, which you can you can in some instances, one could argue that they do have a shared dream now, right? They do have a shared goal as them being a group, like with them being together and being somewhere safe mm -hmm. and stuff. So who needs to, if we're all on the same page, kind of. I think my instant distrust says more about my, <laughs> my <laughs> inability to compromise than anything else. <laughs> Because I'm immediately like, oh, this is going to go wrong. Like, they're going to have to kill each other to get the last wish or whatever. The hell. Right. But no, right. It, 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 I, I underestimated their bond. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought Daisy was going to get the, the, this is Sparta boot. Right, right, right. They were just going to kick her ass off the flying whale. Like, oh, no, I, I love that they're like, I guess it's hers too. So fine. That, that works. Um, we are nine whole years after G Day, and the Zangs find themselves traveling. Through the coast of Argentina on the way to that haven we spoke of earlier. They are attacked by a sea creature, and it is just then that the daughter's genie begins to tell her about her wish. They kill the sea creature, whose only sin was wishing to be part of the sea, uh, before finally getting to El Frutoro, the haven they were hoping for, created by the kid from the second issue. They offer up their genies and Wang's armor and immediately agree to surrender their daughters, their daughter Ting Su's ability to wish which shocks her we fast forward to year 10 where the idea man meets with his cohorts a couple of high-priced attorneys who live in a super secluded haven with a population of 25 idea man is there to ask them for help crafting the perfect wish so he can demolish all other havens but they refuse and they decline his business it's then we find out that they helped him craft numerous wishes in the past, including the ones that scoured the earth and the one that brought it back. The, dismiss the dismissal comes as a betrayal to Idea Man, who starts to threaten them before they reveal a weapons-grade amount of genies in their control, all collected as payments from former clients. The Idea Man backs down. 
Every time you think you're bad, somebody bad. Somebody else is bad. Right. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying. Now you're starting to see there's more of these collectives of people who are realizing, okay, if we collect genies somehow, some way, we we this is the arms race, right? This is this world's arms race. Whoever has the most genies wins. Yeah. And it's yeah. And look, you 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 got the ultimate politician arguing with the ultimate lawyer. Yeah. Two pieces of two pieces of shit arguing over <laughs> who's a bigger piece of crap. I do love that, like, yeah, like they they position lawyers at like the top of the hierarchy of evil in this book because of how they're able to use language and and f- change how people believe what people believe in things. Which I mean, right. there's a lot there's a lot to be said to that too. Um, it's year fifteen in El Futuro and Ting Shu, who goes by Betty now talks to the other kids and realizes how screwed up it is that they all got their wishes confiscated. Uh, you can tell that Betty is seriously affected by this and says that she thinks she hates her parents. Um, this is a conversation like, and then they start talking about like, oh, you could be this age to drink and this age to join the army, but we got to be 25 here to, to make wishes. And it's just every rebellious young adult conversation with their friends about wanting to push boundaries and parents being unfair. Uh, because again, like, Betty was born in this, right? So to her, yeah, she's she, only gone from haven to haven. She has no right. idea what's on the other side <laughs> of those gates. So to the her, she's like, why pre, are they pre G day? She's like, why are they being so protective? Why are they withholding my wish? Why are they? And it's like, well, you I mean you're both kind of in the wrong and both kind of in the right here, right? Um, and, yep. Betty. Speaking of parents, it's year twenty in um in Hope's Hollow, and Ed Green suffers a fatal heart attack. Realizing it's dun, her dun, time dun. to go, she uh, June rushes to Robbie to give him the news and tearfully warns her son about the Idea Man's nefarious plans before poofing away. El Futuro are planning their de- defense against the Idea Man, afraid of what he's capable of. Their leader demands they keep the genies of all the children even when they are of age so that they have ammo for whatever is coming uh how do you react to that because they they all seem very upset (laughs) well no it's 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 again like it's you're living in the world where the biggest piece of ammunition your nuclear warhead is the genie Mm -hmm. so and they know they know el futuro is not on the attack they're they're playing defense I mean, they're the name of their town is El Futuro, the future. Right. They're a. It seems like they're the progressive-minded ones, even though, even though the way they they conduct business, the the idea that they lock up the genies the way they do, and now they're considering just taking their their genies away because because what do they look at it is protection, right? Yeah. Because what do they have to make sure they have to make sure that, that this future is is secure. For them, for the, for them, for their families, it reminds. I mean, this whole thing is to me very reminiscent of just uh, how different nature nations in this world have developed, right? And not in this world, in our world, in the real world. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you got the imperialistic mindset of the idea man. You've got what looks like surface level communism, kind of socialism going on with with El Futuro. You've got this super aristocratic elitist society with the lawyers yeah i um fun city is 
is a, a is a bohemian's dream. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's the artsy fartsy place. It's, I guess, it's the the Paris maybe of yeah. Of let's the world. say yeah, Paris. You know, uh, so it's it's all a matter of how to develop, and within that, within that uh, city or town's way of life, this is this is what they deem to be the correct way to do things. Yeah. So with them, they're and it's got and it's gotten them this far. So what was to say in a world where the numbers is always constantly dwindling? Who's to argue? You know, I mean, look, it got right. us this far. Well, everybody's dying. We're thriving, so we're doing something right. So yeah. here they look at it like we got to just get our our bullets together. Because something's coming, and yeah. he's not wrong. <laughs> no. He's not wrong at all. Um, dun, dun, dun. It's year 23, and Hope's Hollow is under attack by the Exactitude, which are the lawyers. Um, Idea Man manages to beat them, but starts to run out of genies. It's year 25, and in Fun City... Oh, see, and we what, I like, what, I, what, what I liked about that attack, though, was it's an invisible attack. And it yeah. goes to show how much they know is coming at them because they he only knows he's being attacked because his genies start dying. They're canceling they out. Yeah. Because they're canceling out because he's already pre-wished certain things where it's like, okay, if this happens, then you go into effect. If this, if, if this wish comes against me, then you go into effect. Yeah. And his wishes just start fading away. Just <laughs> And what I like is to show you how the genies don't like him as they're fading away. They're 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 like giving him the finger. They're cursing yeah. him out. They're like, yeah, screw you. Man. I, this is I, and you were just talking about the voluntary nature of them. At one point, he asked them if they have as many genies as he does, and they say, "We know, but we're not going to tell you." Right. <laughs> they say, "You you've earned this. <laughs> like you've earned this fear or whatever that's that's coming with this." So it shows that they do have autonomy in that in that respect it's not like they have to answer their masters or they don't they, it's all you know vibes based <laughs> with the genies I mean, that's it like we we ain't, we ain't feeling you so suck it you know you're <laughs> you're an ass it may, it's it's great it's great it's year 25 in fun city and we are witness to a funeral pyre for brian of the bada bangs it seems alex and daisy have become a romantic couple which is hilarious absolutely hilarious like the fact that that all came full circle it's like man you made me do all that girl you made me do all that from when i asked you to help for help me with the van 800 years ago whatever <laughs> i would have been over 25 it, years later 25 years later Woo-hoo, yeah, finally got my girl golly the two say their teary goodbyes to their former bandmate as the fire roars it's year 26 in El Futuro when Betty and the other young adults rebel and take their genies with them. As they march away in protest, the Idea Man attacks and Betty's parents are fatally injured. Before anything can happen to Betty, Robbie comes to his senses, grabs the Idea Man, and throws him into the carnivorous moon. Lei Feng's last wish is to ensure her daughter's safety, so she is the only member of her family that survives this. Uh, Robbie befriends her and promises to keep her safe. At year 45, Alex dies of old age. Daisy gets the genie for herself, promising not to waste a wish. Um, I felt like I went over a lot, so let's stop there. Yeah, things yeah. But you did, but things happen very fast at this point because we're now jumping to like that 80-year point. Yeah. And so things are, are happening fast. But to go back real quick, I liked how the, the idea man dies because yeah. – uh, Earlier, when when his wishes were being canceled out, right before that happened, he looked at the moon and was like, "I hate the way the moon is because the moon <laughs> is still a living carnivorous moon." 
Right. He's like, oh, I, I would, I would fix it, but I don't want to waste one of my wishes on it. And then it ends up biting him and literally biting him in the ass because <laughs> uh, Robbie throws his ass into the moon and the moon eats him, which I thought was yeah. so poetic, so so great. Uh, I thought I, it was I, sick I that he was trying to make a wish, but his frung, his lungs froze over. Right, right, because he, he he leaves the atmosphere, and the genie even taunts him about it, like, oh, you, you, you could have made a wish, but you waited too long. Now you can't even yeah. breathe. Oh, and look at that! Now you're in the mouth of the moon. <laughs> they're just they're just loving it. They're just eating it up. Like, yes, this this is what this son of a bitch deserves, you know. And I like I, the fact that Robbie did it. Like Robbie finally, you know, thanks to his 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 parents dying, like he's now the the handcuffs are off because the thing he cared about most are now gone. And not only that, but before they died, or she died, or she faded away, so to speak, she told him, "Like, yo, this this guy's a douchebag." And he sees it for he says he it it it's like the the goggles or the blinders the, he the blinders, the blinders are off. Eyes. yes yeah yeah exactly like oh yeah th- this is not a good person I he also what for- what also causes the flip is um he, uh, idea man tries to rope in um Betty and her friends and something about innocent people being roped into the idea man's thing kind of flipped him off where he's like I'm gonna let you do what you did to me I was 12 when I showed up with, for you and you did all this shit to me I'm not letting you do this to anybody else um so I thought that was interesting upon rereading uh, I realized that yes the moon is a carnivorous being because his refreshing wish only impacted earth when he did the wish to make things go back to the way they were before G Day, that's why the moon is still a, a carnivorous oh, being because he right. did it to yeah, only yeah, yeah, he yeah, only yeah. did it to Earth. Because I kept thinking, like, wait a minute, I thought we went back to why was it? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it was only the plant. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Did did so it I, slip that in the wording? Yeah, yeah. So it is a fine print, baby. It's always that's a it. fine print. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So. Yep. 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 Al, okay, at age 45, Alex dies of old age and daily, daily, I guess the thing. In year 80, Robbie dies decades after founding Sun's Rest. And what's interesting is that, like, this is the art of comics. None of this is exposited. It says that he died, that you can see him, and he's dead, and the location is called Sun's Rest. Right. You know, and you go, okay, you put two or two together because he promised he would keep everyone safe. So, boom. Um, not only did he create a safe space for Betty, but for others as well. Uh, Betty decides with Robbie gone as a child who has only ever lived in Havens, she will explore the world uh, that she never really got to see. So, we're getting to the final the final moments uh, of the end of this story. Everyone is dying you peacefully can see for the most part. The, yeah, they're dying peacefully. She's older, much older. You can tell she's a much older woman. Uh, Daisy's a much older woman at this point. You know, uh, Robbie's Robbie's dead. Yep, Alex is dead. Like, Brian okay, is dead. What's gonna happen with everybody else now? Like, what characters are we are we gonna be left with? Right. Like, whose stories Whose story is gonna be told now? Because now, if, if we if we go from eighty years, the next step is eight centuries. Yeah. We're gonna, who, who are we dealing with next? Hundred percent, and be, like the fact that that um, Betty is excited to explore the world means there is a world to explore. Like there are still things out there, you know. And what mm-hmm. does that mean? Um, so, a final chapter begins with a flashback to the beginning of this universe, where the genie uh, who will become Will Williams 
talks to another genie about being sent down to earth. Uh, he lands and experiences life as a human, getting into all the debauchery and hedonism he can before getting bored of it because he can't die. He's basically waiting out his time until the next G-Day. So with all this time on his hands, he experiences romance, religion, and even comes up with a plan come G-Day. But realizing how much time he wasted, he figured it was his job to do some population control to slow down G-Day. So he's simultaneously responsible for some of the worst plagues in human history, as well as some of the uh, worst uh, war atrocities in human history. Um, as he becomes a murderous warlord. After he was assassinated, he works on self-improvement and learns skills as any human does with practice and with, and he ends up finding great joy in it. He becomes a poet, he becomes a, uh, uh, an author, he becomes a painter, etc. and so forth. Um, he eventually went on to start many families, hoping to experience love as a human too. After all his children died, he decided that he was placed on earth to stand vigil and watch the events unfold until G-Day. So he did the one thing you can do if that's exactly what you want to do. If people watch, he opened the bar. Um, and that bar would eventually, after many, many years, become Lampwick. Sorry. We find out that he's telling the story to Daisy who showed up at this bar seven years after G-Day. She tells Williams how she explored the world, and it turns out Alex's wish gave her unintended immortality. I haven't quite figured that out yet. Yeah, it was just a convenient uh, after effect of them sharing that wish. I, 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 I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. Oh, I, I did, definitely didn't mind it, but I like I didn't get, I didn't understand. I, I didn't. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was just like, well, you know, because they made that triple wish and. It's yeah. just what happened. Because, I mean, the same thing happens to Betty. She gets immortality because of the armor. The armor right. keeps her alive. And so it protects her as, as her father, as her father intended. Right. Uh, so they end up, they end up being, you know, 700 plus years old each, you know. What do you think about this? Williams lays things out as he sees it. In his mind, humanity will never make the perfect wish because we never see ourselves as having enough. No, right. I, I I like the way they the he explains it, and thus the way Soul Soul explains it, in that mm -hmm. we're we're this this bucket that constantly needs to be refilled. Yeah, you know, uh, so and it's it's kind of true. It's kind of true. I mean, just just look around. Just look around. Who yeah. is how, how often do you hear of people being truly satisfied? Right, you get one thing, and then it's kind of what's the next thing and what's yeah. the next thing then you get comparison why do they have something nicer how do i get that exactly and now i have something nicer i want the best one now so i don't never have to get anything nicer you know and then you just yeah and it, it's, it's, a, it's not just and it's not just at our level i mean look around you know you, you get you get these people who you get athletes and superstars and all these people making millions and it's a it's a rare day that you see them making less money, like you know what I'm done, yeah. or they're doing less things. No, there's it's it's that a walk for more. It's just walk a walk a walk a walk. Got to keep eating. Got to keep eating. Got to keep you know. And it's uh, you don't really hear many stories of people being being satisfied. And even if they are, say satisfied with um um actual things but tangible things yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You're, you're still looking for that other fulfillment oh i want a new experience or i want to have this level of of mindset you know so it's 
it's it's a rare person that goes i'm i'm content where i'm at and if i stay right here this is this is this i'm happy to be here no it's yeah. it's more like i need what's the next thing what's the next thing and then if you you put in this situation you put the ability to attain the ultimate thing you seek you see it, it leads to pandemonium and population control yeah i think it's interesting that he knew this about humanity could have wished that everyone had enough but didn't feel like it was his his role as a genie to do so no no because it humanity needs to get to that place on its own because yeah. i think i think even if he if, even if he tries to make the wish and successfully does make the wish uh we they didn't earn it so because they didn't earn it they would still f they'll find a way to ruin it yeah so and then they, we just restart the cycle again because right, that's one exactly. of the things said, said right in the beginning of this book william will williamson when he was still a uh genie had asked his other genie right when when does it stop <laughs> when does this you know we keep doing this cycle over and over again and he's like it's never gonna stop this is just yeah. you know they're never gonna not want um daisy decides that she's gonna stick around for a bit as there aren't too many familiar places or faces left a hundred years later betty wearing her father's armor shows up to the bar demanding daisy's wish turns out that betty has become a wish hunter over the centuries killing people to ensure her wish was the last one and all roads lead to the lampwick the two have a serious talk about being immortal and waiting for the next g-day i thought that was interesting where they're like well the world is kind of building itself back up we could just ride this out and they're like yeah but then we'll just get another g day which is true we'll yep. get another g day and i'm not living through two of those so we need to figure this out right now and i, mm -hmm. I when she said that i was like damn i wouldn't want to live through two of those shits too <laughs> no just imagine I mean, imagine no. being 800 800 900 years old and be looking out your window and be like oh my god here, here we are it again. Comes again nope no thank you <laughs> um she realizes that Oh, yeah, Betty refuses. Uh, Betty realizes that she doesn't deserve her last wish and wishes it away. Daisy has the last wish, and her genie transforms into the genie's natural form, almost forming a tree of light. Daisy wishes for love, but not only for her, but for everyone. With the world finally feeling like they are enough, the genie population turns to zero, preventing G-Day from ever happening again, is my interpretation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> yes they 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 finally wished the perfect wish which was it was a little saccharine a little too, yeah sweet. Was, yeah a sweet. yeah you know a sweet. <laughs> you know but it you know when you put it in those and, and it's, it's so funny to hear because like it, it's it's such a perfect little wish unlike you know those perfectly long monologue wishes the idea man used to have to give hers is i wish everyone was it i wish everyone loved. would love would yeah. would love and be loved the way they the way they love right so in other words hopefully everybody's just taking care of one another and everyone's there's none of this violence on on everybody there's none of this hate and one-upmanship it's just a, a world where everyone's taking care of each other and it seems it's it's on paper or on on in a comic book. It sounds like yeah that 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 should be the way the world is. And unfortunately, if you know your history, a lot of people who've said things like these things don't usually 
last on this planet. Yeah. So it's it's it, it's it's bittersweet because it's like, man, it seems so simple. Right. But we can't get it right. We can't get it right. Maybe maybe and, one day. And it's but it's also one of those things where it's like I do wonder how complicated. Like how much do we complicate it? It is complicated, but how much do we complicate it? And then thus, like I always heard that um in other countries, like in Japan, like they send you a like flyer that's like, hey, did anything change on your taxes? And you're like, no. And then they did they do your taxes. Like you know, it's not like they have all your information, so they just re-enter it in, and it's all said and done. I've heard that things are complicated with taxes in this country because the tax preparation business is a very lucrative one and thus you need people would lose their jobs if taxes were made easy and simple for you to just file uh and what a weird you know like yeah it's like how much of it how much of this perfect quote-unquote world are we complicating like is it complicated because it is complicated like we really can't figure out the math or because we're adding factors and variables that that don't really need to be there um i wish i knew no i mean i mean <laughs> think of look at something as simple as money right we're so used to the idea that you need money to buy things and you need to acquire money by doing things so you can buy things so we can exchange mm -hmm. this this really worthless paper with each other so yeah. i can get these things why do we why do we allow that to exist it's a it's a good question you know it's like okay why don't we why doesn't it why don't we exist in a world where it's like okay i i'm doing something and because i'm doing that that provides me with my home and with my my bills paid yeah why do i have to acquire this this green paper to then hand it over to someone else to yeah. pay for these things so I can like justify my existence. And know? there's some people who get to be happier because they have the most green paper. Right. And maybe they were born and their parents had the most green paper. So now they have the most green paper. Yeah. And that's just what it is. You know, uh, that, yeah, I think I the idea of debt, right? Something else we've also created interest right. something else we've also created like at what point do we just complicate things for each other for the sake of running towards what and you know that bucket with the whole analogy usually the other, the other part of that analogy is that that hole can be filled but we're filling it with the wrong things and right. thus it, it will never you know we think it will never be filled but it's like if all we it, yeah if it's one of those things where it's like right now i'm busting my butt working uh and doing combo click you're you're working doing combo click Mm -hmm. um but if it was like you know and, and we're getting like we could both use more money to survive <laughs> to live and to survive imagine if our bosses was like you know what we like you and we like you working for us enough that we want you to give you as much money as you think it takes to survive <laughs> that sounds like a crazy notion but holy right. hell wouldn't the world work better that way I, wouldn't i come in happier every morning if i didn't have to worry about my bills if i didn't have to worry about like oh, i gotta repair this on the car or i have to pay for this for this wedding or this flight or you know x y and z um the world can be better if i if we are all on the same page if we all have the same dream hopes and wish the thing is it's just been it, too much time has been spent separating that I, I i don't know i don't i mean obviously not until g day can we get here but I do love the message. I do like the sentiment, you know, maybe not across the world, but maybe in your haven, right? Make sure everyone in your haven feels enough, feels loved.
you know? No, I mean, right. I mean, just, just think how much uh, nonsense would have been averted had someone in those first eight seconds had this revelation. Like, oh, wait, if I can just make this, the entire world, everybody just takes care of one another. It's like, whew. you don't go well, through all this nonsense. And it's it's poetry in the sense that the, you know, as far as like stanzas rhyming and stuff, right? It's Daisy who makes the 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 right. wish. And she mm-hmm. lost her wish, selfishly wishing to all, herself only be loved, particularly by the one person she chose to be loved by. And that wish was null, void, you know? Gone. And she ends up being the one to make sure everyone is loved, you know? And maybe that's the only wish, wish truly worth having. Yeah. No, I mean, this, I, this was this was a this was a, a great book. I, it was even better the the second time around, and then it made me even go back and just kind of quickly go through it a third time because I was just like, just like how you said, you know, you 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 in going through it the second time, you realize how many things you missed, and then in going through it the third time, just just like flipping through it again, I'm like, oh wow, look at the, I look at this genie, yeah. look at this guy, like man, look how many word bubbles are here, and look how much ideas are being thrown on this page. It's a, it's a, it's a great it's a great story. It's it's something you can revisit constantly and i do hope it gets adapted into some other medium because this is to me this is a story that should be told in other ways that way more people can experience it yeah and while there's a bunch of different ideas and a bunch of different um points of dialogue in this there's also so many things that are unsaid they were just displayed through art right like when you when i was just talking about the bada bank spending their time in that haven right where they got to grow as a band and where brian met his boy those are all in polaroids yes i was about to see i was about to talk about the the, the double page spread of polaroids where they're just in polaroids yeah like if you're like looking for, through a scrapbook for, like 40 years of history in in like 20 polaroids and yeah. there's not a single word of dialogue. You, all you get are, I think, like like timestamps on the yeah. Polaroids. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So it's like, like I said, like I, I love that we brought that you brought this book to me. I'm gonna recommend it to other people. I want to um, own uh, the uh, trade paperback. Um, I do believe it's going to be adapted to something because I just think this is the kind of message people need to have right now. And, um, yeah, like I said, if, if you, for whatever reason, maybe just like the sound of my voice and you, I mean, I mean, uh, come on, if you're here, you're here for the sound of B Rogue's mm. voice, but, um, <laughs> but whether or not you like the sounds of our voices, if you truly have not read this comic and it sounds even a little bit interesting to you, pick it up because I, I don't think I'm doing it justice. It can't be done justice only by the people who created it. You need to look at it in, in its um, original art form and it, it will wow you. It, it was enough to garner this conversation and I think many others as more and more people pick up these books. And now I think it's going to be one of those things where people are like, oh, it's going to be like a trailer I see and you know, in the movie theater sitting next to like my sister. I'm like, that's the, I, I, you know, like boom, boom, G Day, you know? That's whatever. right. And I'm that's like, right. Oh, Alex put me on. He broke. <laughs> Let me know. No, and I, I. It's just almost is... like you saw the future. Oh. Mm. Let's leave that right there. <laughs> <laughs> Do I look a little bit like Willie? I look a little bit like Willie Ray. <laughs> I don't know. No, you can do you want, Mister Genie. All right, I, uh, I, I love bringing up these these kinds of stories because these kinds of stories just don't 
they in in the world of of Marvels and DCs, stuff like this sometimes sometimes falls through the cracks. Yeah. Uh, even though it did get a lot of notoriety, you know, I guarantee if you look up the sales charts, it probably did a fraction of what you know, like an a- average X Men book or a Spider Man book does or a Batman book. So right. let's, let's show show it some love, y'all. Show it some yeah, love. Yeah, man, for real, for real. Because this is the book that made me forget that just last week we all tried to see Madam Web and it was not great. So go <laughs> ahead and get into some good art, get into some good comics. And you know, we're always talking about whether they're good or bad, the latest and greatest things to come to comic books, comic book media as a part of the Major Issues podcast each and every week. Every single episode is posted at comicbookclick.com. That's over 300. I think this is episode 320. So that's easily, easily over 640 hours of content of us talking about the latest and greatest things coming from comic books, comic book media. We just posted um, the sneak peek of the new Crow, uh, and we've covered the Crow on there. Think If you think about it, we've covered it, especially if it's a film that's come out after 2017. We covered it with our first live reactions. Uh, so consider going back to our back catalog at comicbookclick.com and checking out some older episodes. You don't have to go just there for the Major Issues Podcast, though we're available wherever podcasts are found. Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast, Addict, Apple Podcasts, App, find YouTube, Spotify, and more. And we drop these each and every week on Thursday. Um, but yeah, go to comicbookclick.com um, and check out every episode of the podcast. You can buy merchandise over there by us. You can go join our Patreon, patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse, where for as little as 10 cents a day, uh, $3 a month, you can help us keep our lights on here and afford the hardware and the software we need to keep providing you guys content free of charge. Like I said, again, even though every we try to put up every episode of this podcast on YouTube, we also have a YouTube series, Major Previews, that comes out each month. We're a little bit delayed on um, March because I did not count how many days we're in this month, but <laughs> we will get that ironed out. Get you guys our March picks uh, mm-hmm. so you guys can be uh, in the know and in the ready. But we want to keep the conversation going about this and about everything that's coming out. So go to Facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, and use that hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media. I've been to the future where we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media, but I can't tell you how we do it because next thing you know, Dwayne Johnson gets a genie and then we're all gone. Talk about population zero. So make sure that you get on the bandwagon before the bandwagon gets full, that you rate and review us on iTunes, the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters because we get to find out what you like and what you don't. Just tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast and just spread the love, man. We got a lot of love for you. Make sure you get some love for us. Uh, thank you guys for all. Uh, we got we got to thank you guys for all of our continued success. Our numbers are growing across the board, and it's all thanks to you guys. Consider our sponsor, Magic Mind. There's a link in our show notes. Consider checking out all of our other stuff at comicbookclick.com. But I I think I think this is enough. You know, I feel like this is enough. <laughs> My name is George Serrano, aka the Don. And I am Alex, a.k.a. B. Roke. But what will I wish? Dun, dun, dun. And this mm. has been our 8 Billion Genies recap and review. And remember, whether you're just full of want or have everything you could have ever wanted, whether you see the value in life or you're just along for the ride, I hope all your wishes get granted. So always remember that we are the click. And always remember that you, yes, you, 
are worthy.